1: Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is episode number 967. Happy New Year to everyone who's listening to us live here on octalkradio.net or listening to us as a podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or one of the other podcasting platforms that we are using. I hope that 2017 is an amazing year for you and your business. Sell Your Business for an Outrageous Price is an insider's guide. A playbook for sellers to win big. As author Kevin Short tells us, too many businesses sell for far less than they should, and through his book, you, as a business owner, can learn the true value of what your business is worth. I'm excited to have him on the show today, and he's joining us to share more of how we can all sell our business for an outrageous price. Kevin, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show.
2: Thank you, Rick. Glad to be here.
1: It's great to have you here. Let's let's get started with a little bit about you, can can you share maybe an interesting story from your history or kind of your path to being an author and writing the book? Sell your business for an outrageous price?
2: Yeah, it. it, it, it I've been doing deals for about twenty five years, and traditional investment banker uh, do deals in that, that ten to hundred million dollars space. So we're not we're not doing Wall Street deals, uh, and our clients are entrepreneurs. and And you had a deal about. 15 years ago where we took a company out to auction, which is how we sell companies, and uh, collected about 10 bids, and most of the bids came in at around a a four or five multiple of the earnings of the company, which in that business was a fairly traditional multiple. Uh, One of the bidders, a professional buying group, a private equity group, bid an eight multiple, and I literally thought they had made a mistake. Because they were looking at the same data everybody else was. And so we closed the deal, and and I came away from the closing feeling pretty smart that we had uh, gotten such an extreme price that we eventually defined as outrageous price for our client, And ran into the CEO six months later, and he said to me, uh, when I asked him how it was going, he goes, it's going great. In fact, if you have any more companies like that, we'd like to buy them, which was not what I was expecting, I was expecting him to say, "You, you know, you made us pay too much for that business." Right. And so, what we found out was that he had taken some of the products of my client's company, had deployed them across his worldwide platform, taken some of his products and put it down to my client's customers, uh, same way as some uh, cost reductions, et cetera, et cetera. What he told me was in six months they had made their money back, so oh I thought God. I had sold it for an eight multiple, which you know relates to eight years of earnings, and we actually had sold it for six months. So what it taught me very quickly was that I knew this, but I didn't know it so graphically that I never know what the buyer is going to do with the company. The buyer knows. Mm-hmm. So they, they had a game plan. They knew before they bought the company that they had all these savings and all these profit opportunities. They didn't tell anybody on our side about it, but so they didn't care if they paid eight for it. They probably didn't care if they paid a ten or a twelve multiple for it because they were going to make so much money with it. So that began the thought process as to why do very similar companies in in, in in the identical industries why do they sell for such a wide wide range of price? And that's what that began the journey that ultimately ended up in the book.
1: Interesting. We're talking with Kevin Short. We're focusing on his book, Sell Your Business for an Outrageous Price, here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Let's talk a little bit about the experience. You've been in this field for quite some time. Why do business owners not sell their business for an outrageous price, Kevin?
2: I think they come at it with some incorrect assumptions. They come at it similar to the way they might sell their house or their building. If you think about selling your home, you probably have a pretty good idea within 5% one way or the other what the value is because you're monitoring all the comparables. None of that logic applies to the sale of a company. But most of the, the conventional wisdom is that you do study comparables. But frankly, no business is the same as any other business. So what we have tried to do is turn that around and say, your business is worth different values to different buyers. So our job is to figure out the competitive advantages that you have. What, what are the uh, opportunities you have to cause pain or gain for specific competitors? Uh, if you can help somebody make a lot more money because of something you do differently, they can pay you a lot more money for your business. So the, the, the moral of the story is you've got to find the buyer that you can have the greatest impact on. If you find them then you're going to be looking at an outrageous price. You no longer are looking at a financial price.
1: So we're talking with Kevin Sherman. and we're talking about a little bit of the content that's in his book, Sell Your Business for an Outrageous Price. You know, in that space, I believe you said $10 to $100 million, um, I think part of the challenge, tell me if this is correct from your experience, is for the seller to actually find those buyers that are out there. Is is that a part of what you talk about in a book, or part of what you do as an investment banking professional, is helping these lower middle market companies find the buyers?
2: Yeah, it's it's both, because... They generally don't have um, uh, the professionals to help them do this. You can, you can bet the Wall Street guys do uh, the big companies. Sure. They are finding that exact right buyer. Right, but the smaller companies don't. So the book lays out how to figure out if you uh, are a candidate for an outrageous price. Take it. Take an inventory of your assets and liabilities, and, and the competitive advantages you, that you own. Uh, and then it tells you how to start thinking about who the best buyers are. And there's a whole bunch of criteria that we put into that process. But we're looking at uh, you, for, for a buyer to be qualified to do this, the buyer has to be quite large because uh, they have to have a big checkbook. If you're going to ask somebody to pay twice the price most, buyers would pay for your company, they better have a checkbook that they can write a check for this, because if they have to go to the bank and borrow this, the bank will never go along with it, or if they have to, to um, work it through their investment committee, it'll never happen. So we sold companies to Tyco, to Alcoa, to all kinds of big companies that have bought our $10 million, $20, $50 million businesses for our clients. So that's that's part of it. So you got to find the, the big buyers. You've got to figure out if they're acquisitive right now. And you've got to figure out if you're doing something that will fit into their patchwork of their company. And, and they can get the synergies. Can, if by only your, if you're making $2 million a year with your business, could a big company owning you make $4 million a year? If they can, they can easily pay you twice what this business is worth to everybody else. So that's a lot of research and developing, and you've got to develop the, the, the logic and the story. You can't just call up IBM and say, good news, I'm going to let you buy my client for twice what it's worth uh, to everybody else. You have to have a story. You've got to have a rhyme or a reason why this company makes more sense for them.
1: This is interesting. I uh, follow baseball somewhat out here on the West Coast, and there's a sports agent who is very good at getting uh, Mm -hmm. the most for uh, for his clients. He's also based here in Southern California. And part of his... Reasoning is the pitch book that he puts together for the athlete and showing the owner how the revenue streams that this athlete's going to generate for them. That almost their salary is free because we're going to cover it in other sources. Yep. It sounds like, and, and many people lament his success, but in fact, he's very convincing. And it, I see, I hear Kevin some shades of similar thinking and approach in your how you. Well,
2: it, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, we had the same experience when Albert Pujols left uh, st. Louis to go to the LA uh, Anaheim
1: whatever teams. yeah yeah that yeah. team yes
2: that was, that was that was the perfect case right the angels were able to justify paying uh, the extra 30 or 40 million dollars on that 200 and some odd million contract because of what they were going to pick up in revenues. The Cardinals couldn't match that. They couldn't pick up that much revenue, and so they bowed out of the race. It's right. exactly the point. So why was it worth that to the Angels and not to Cardinals? Because of what they predicted they would receive in revenues.
1: So we're talking with Kevin Short. We're talking about his book, Sell Your Business for an Outrageous Price. We're going to take our break here on critical mass radio show and podcast and when we come back kevin i wonder if you could help the business owners that are listening to this show understand from your experience are there sectors and industries that you're finding are are hotter today in this space in other words if i'm in this industry i should really consider maybe you know time is to sell because the space is hot and maybe if there are others that are sort of cold and and not popular right now so kevin's going to hopefully talk about that when we come back from this one minute very short commercial break it's actually just a message for one of the products or services that i offer and so i hope if you're listening to us live here on octalkradio.net or on uh, podcast on itunes or stitcher you'll stay with us for the next minute and come back for more conversation with kevin short after this word from me
0: richard franzi is the author of two popular business books for ceos His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO Peer Groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles.
1: Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. All of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guest websites whose CEOs have appeared on the show. You know, since we started in 2009, our shows reached several hundred thousand listeners through our live stream and podcast. Simply type in these four words critical mass radio show in your favorite podcasting platform and you'll find our weekly show and we hope you'll become a regular listen to it and maybe even write a review on one of those platforms we would truly appreciate the support all right we're talking with kevin short on this show he's the author of sell your business for an outrageous price before the break kevin i, I said i was going to ask you if there's any specific industry or niche that you're finding that is you know really hot or maybe that isn't so hot right now in, in your from your experience
2: yeah, you, you go up to 30,000 feet and can look over the M&A landscape, I would say that the traditional industries that have been hot are still hot. We believe, going forward, that the sale of privately held companies to publicly held companies is going to con, is going to continue to be hot, as it has been for the last four or five years. Prices, multiples are higher than we've ever seen, even higher than 07. Wow. There is a real need... If you think about the corporate landscape, uh, and that for the most part, the big companies have realized the globalization of their services and their products. So they've already squeezed uh, most of the profits out of uh, going to Far East and and, um, Mexico, et cetera, et cetera. There isn't a lot to be gained there. So how are they going to make more money, continue to make more money in the future? And one of the ways that they continue to reinforce to us is they're going to do it by making smart acquisitions of smaller companies and then growing those companies across their platforms. So we're very excited about that, that as they cool those big companies, they will turn their focus on the smaller companies more and more. We are, we are seeing that. Uh, the same way as the private equity group, which is the other big group of buyers. They have more money to invest today than they ever have, and as a result, to get that money deployed, which is the only way they make any money, uh, they have raised their prices. So uh, th- there's a very heated race going on to buy good privately owned companies between the corporate buyers and the private equity groups, and pretty much across all sectors. Uh, th- there isn't anything really left out at the moment. Um, You know, it's hard to sell certain types of retail. Anything being impacted um, by the um, petroleum markets is still up in the air. Uh, The transportation markets are still up in the air, particularly related to rail, because it's so impacted by um, oil and uh, petroleum and and, uh, coal issues. Mm -hmm. But everybody else, for the most part, is doing really, really well. So if your business is good and your industry is good, and there's there are lots of people who want to buy it today, more than more than ever. It's, the question is knowing what you're good at, knowing what your strengths, your synergies, et cetera, are. Is, is the company prepared? We, we are big believers in in these companies preparing to uh, to sell. We push them as aggressively as we can to hire an exit planning team. They're, they're all over the country to help them think about uh, selling and and get ready.
1: Well, you know, I was going to ask you, we're talking with Kevin Short, he, we're talking about his book, Sell Your Business for an Outrageous Price. I was going to ask if that, you know, if there's a proactive sales strategy that you encourage business owners to undertake, and if so, can you kind of highlight that uh, for them today yeah. here on the show?
2: If you're thinking about going for an outrageous price, which in my mind, you know, there's no reason not to, even if you don't make it. So instead of going from a four to an eight multiple, maybe you go from a four to a six you'll definitely be in better shape by preparing for it, whether you get there or not. Uh, so the, in the book, it lays that out. If you don't, let's say you don't have any competitive advantages today, or you're not, a, you know, not everybody's a candidate for an outrageous price. Hmm. If you're not, we're going to give you some questions and some thoughts to think about to prepare for that, because uh, you have time. Uh, in general, though, just every business in our, in our minds needs to do some exit planning. Uh, and there's an organization in denver called the business enterprise institute and that's what they do is they train attorneys and accountants across the country to do exit planning and we would highly recommend that uh, these uh, owners be focused on putting together a very uh, comprehensive exit plan and get ready
1: so your real focus then as a as a professional service provider is on helping connect these middle market lower middle market companies with the Corporate acquirers and getting them the multiple that it can be enriched because the corporate buyer sees more value in the company if they own it than if it was a standalone private company. Is that fair? Is well,
2: that- corporate and the private equity folks.
1: Okay, there private equity. So
2: much cash. We, so those are the two. So when we take somebody to market, uh, I may think that you're worth X, but it doesn't really matter because okay. the buyer is going to tell me what they think it's worth. So I, my job is to find. Uh, the largest group of qualified buyers. So it's not unusual for us to go out to 50 to 100 different buyers to market a company to anonymously, by the way. We do it very confidentially. Mm-hmm. I want Because at the end of the day, when I, when I ask for offers from the buyer group, I want to get 10 or 15 offers so that the client has the opportunity to see lots of different offers because every one of them looks different. And, and that's how you get value is by working those offers against each other.
1: You, uh, yeah. you create competition. Well, you know, Kevin, I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. an outrageous number of offers, frankly, from my perspective here um, in Southern California. The, the, to be able to have that much choice and that many people express an interest in your firm, um, that, that's got to be exciting for the seller to begin the process that way, to, mm-hmm. to see that much interest mm-hmm. in their company.
2: It is, and it, it, you know, we took a company not too long ago. In fact, we're getting ready to close it. Took it to market. It was in the software business, but not a sexy part of software. We thought this deal was going to go for about 10 or 12 million dollars, and we went through our process. You know, we marketed to a lot of different companies, and when we asked for offers, uh, the offers were grouping around 12, 13, 14 million dollars, and one of the buyers, a very large private equity group, put $20 million on the table all cash. And that's who we're closing with, of course. Because uh, even upon further investigation, they were also the right the right buyer.
1: That was that was the uh, question I was going to ask you, Kevin. Is that is it always the case that the highest bid is the right no. strategic buyer?
2: In, anymore, it's almost rare. Okay. Because um, these entrepreneurs that I represent, uh, they want to have the right buyer to put their company and their employees in the hands of. So they'll give up some price to have the right buyer.
1: Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? I mean, that mm-hmm. speaks to the quality of the people that you do business with.
2: hmm
1: Interesting. It really does. So so what was it that compelled you to take the time, make the commitment, and to write, sell your business for an outrageous price?
2: <laughs> uh, I had been part of uh, writing another book called Cash Out Move On, and that's where I kind of learned uh, how to write a book. Um, and I wrote it at first because trying to describe to somebody why Somebody would pay twice the, uh, the price for a company. It makes no sense.
1: Right? It seems illogical.
2: Yeah. Well, you almost have to think about think about the fine arts market. You know, why does a painting go for two hundred million dollars when everybody thought it was going to go for thirty? Well, because you get the right buyers in the room and they start bidding against each other. That's exactly what applies here. And people think that uh, the business environment is very efficient and, and and the prices are going to be set and it's all not true. Everybody gets emotional. They think their competitor might be bidding for the business. They want to outbid them. And in my world, you know, they might be outbidding them by $5 million, which is nothing for the big company. But it's, it has a very large impact on my clients' lives and, and their retirement and everything else. So that's that's what compelled me. The problem was I couldn't say all that when I began writing the book. I couldn't articulate it well enough. I knew it when I saw it. I knew an outrageous opportunity when I saw it, but I couldn't describe to you how to, how to uh, see it, how to evaluate it, or how to prepare for it. And so the book, we really started trying to get it all on paper, and, it, and that's how it turned into a book. And we started over seven times uh, because each version just didn't feel right, and so we go out and do some more research. And eventually, by the time we got to the seventh time, uh, my co-author and I, felt very strong about it, that it, it hung together. Because the, the, the publishing company uh, picked the title, and the, the title is pretty aggressive. Uh, this term, outrageous price, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but when you open the book, it's really a roadmap on how to do this. It's, it's just full of data and charts and research and everything else. This is We're not making this up. Uh, we have lots and lots of case studies uh, and data to support it. Uh, so, that eventually, not being a professional author, uh, I was very anxious to put a book out that I could be proud of, and we, and we got there. Um, what The next big surprise was, we then submitted it to a literary contest around the globe, and, and so far it's won 11 different awards.
1: Congratulations.
2: Locally. Yeah, we're pretty excited about that. That's kind of cool. I did not know anything about that before I got into it.
1: Yeah, that so, must, that must make cool. you feel pretty confident as an yeah. author.
2: Yeah, yeah. So the question is, do we do it again? And that's, that's a question for another day. We, we, don't, we don't have a hot topic yet. This, this one has taken on a life of its own, so we're still uh, working this.
1: So in your experience, how far in advance of the actual process of selling the business, Kevin, should a business owner begin to prepare to sell their business?
2: Literally the day you buy your business or you start it, you should be thinking about it. But practically speaking, five years would be great. Um, and we've done it all the way down to six months. Uh, we do work with a, no, a number of companies that are not ready to sell today, but they've retained us to help them get ready. In the, you know, six months to a year, for sure, uh, two or three years is even better.
1: So if someone would like to buy your book, how do you recommend they get their copy of Sell Your Business for an Outrageous Price?
2: Uh, the easy way is, is Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's uh, it, On Amazon particularly, it's it's a best seller for uh, m&a books on a regular basis so it's easy to find you can you'll find it in some of the barnes and noble stores it depends on their inventories of course uh, but that's the easy way yeah i'd go online to either one of those uh, resellers
1: and kevin who listening in the audience today or in a podcast in the future would you suggest would be the kind of person that would get value from buying this book and reading it
2: anybody who owns a business almost of any kind because it's You need to be thinking strategically. Even if you're not going to sell for 10 years, you ought to be going to those trade shows. You ought to be going up to the biggest booths that are there at the trade show and collecting the cards from the highest-ranking employee in that booth, CEO, CFO, uh, their business development person. Introduce yourself, and when you get back to your uh, office, send them an email. Say, I met you in the booth. And i just like to stay in touch. And try to stay in touch. The, in, the, in the, the reason for staying in touch is, as a rule, they're not going to know who you are because you're, you're probably too small to be on a radar screen. But the day is going to come when you're going to land a big account or you're going to be doing something significant. And that may be the day to, to email and say, by the way, it's me again. Uh, we've just come out with a new product that does X, Y, and Z, and we've heard you need that should we be talking. Uh, so I'd be doing that kind of competitive intelligence. From day one, those are that's just kind of the uh, fundamentals of how to get ready to sell. Is be thinking about who you could help make the most amount of money if they owned you.
1: That's excellent. Kevin, I want to thank you for spending a little bit of time and sharing a bit of the content of your latest book, Sell Your Business for an Outrageous Price. This has been Kevin Short here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I want to thank you for being a friend of the program and welcome you to the Critical Mass community that spans across the country. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you for enjoyed it. Have a good day. Hey, thank you. You too. Bye. Okay.
1: I'd like to thank our engineer for today. He is Paul Roberts, of course. Our producer, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. I'm your host, Richard Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show or the firm that I lead, visit my company's website, criticalmass dot com. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.
0: You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.